0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio.
1: And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and upsnap mobile.
0: Contact Talk Radio.
1: Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep, change yourself, change the world.
0: Welcome to Real Answers, and uh, this I'd like to talk to you a little bit about how um, what are the things that we need in our lives in order to be happier? What are these foundational uh, kind of building pieces that we need in order to create our optimal life? And um, I've spent a lot of time thinking and working on this, because this is kind of at the heart of what it is that I'm doing with people on a regular basis. So the thing with the foundations (laughs) is that they are both Really, very—you know—they're the simple things. They're the things that sometimes uh, we overlook, or or sometimes uh, when we we land upon them, we think, "Oh my gosh, this is so uh, so—you know—kind of fundamental. How is it that I overlooked this for so long? Um, or why is it when I know these things, I can't seem to take action? Uh, towards them, I don't bring them in on a regular basis. But if we were to t- kind of take a look at this as an overview and say, okay, if there were some basic things that you could do that would uplevel your life immediately, bring you to a better place uh, inside yourself and in the way that you're interacting with the world, what would that be? What would those be? Okay, so one of the things that is incredibly important in our lives is to have that sense of passion and passion comes with figuring out what it is that we know that we love. Right. Um, but there's also something very interesting about passion that, um, a lot of people don't think about, which is that passion is on the continuum between, uh, Passion on one side and anger on the other side. It's actually on that same continuum. And sometimes people really struggle with having that being, being, you know, a really dynamic feeling because uh, they've actually suppressed their anger. And if we've pushed down our anger over, you know, our lifetime or a long period of time, we can start to feel a little bit flat. Okay, push it from two different angles. One, you can look at it and say, you know, not am I an angry person and do I get angry all the time? That's not the purpose at all. Is that in situations where it's appropriate for you to get angry? uh they would be situations that would normally bring up anger in someone. Do you feel that? And then do you, it's not a matter of do you react to it and, you know, totally throw a, a, a fit or, you know, start, uh, start throwing things at the wall, but rather, uh, you know, do you, and then feel it and then do you find an outlet for it or find a way uh, to change it a little bit? The change would be when you uh you you recognize what the what has made you and you and you look for some way to resolve it or create something new. So it's important to note that um if you start to uh kind of look in the direction of, oh, where am I passionate? What is of interest to me, and you don't get very far, then you might want to um, start to uh, say, huh, maybe I need to do a little bit of work around anger. Other than that, you can figure out what it is that you love by paying attention to yourself, paying attention to what it is that you love, um, what you enjoy doing, when you're the happiest doing it. And then those things that you love, do them as much as possible. Uh, So, you know, the more that you do the things that you love, the fear that that you're going to feel the more connected you're going to feel to your passion. And then start to remove things. Remove things from your life that are mediocre, are beige, flat, that you're just tolerating. So these are the things that you are just tolerating in your life and that you can go ahead and, like, start to say, okay, well, which of these do I need to be able to remove? Or or which ones do I need to um, do I want to remove to remove and what can I do to do that? So removing things from your life that are mediocre, beige, flat or being tolerated. If you look at your life and you say, I, I I don't know what it is that I love and I'm, you know, um, my whole life seems like something I'm tolerating, then you might want to go down the road of some more emotional exploration. And one of those pieces is about um, uh, getting in contact with your anger, um, in that anger spectrum that can bring so much to your life. So, Passion is a foundational, fundamental component of of our feeling our life in our life. It's like when we feel kind of turned on like that and connected like that. What happens is is it gives us this sense that our life has uh, purpose, significance, meaning, and that you know we are uh, able that we are um, we are. Uh, we are we're able to craft a life that really uh, represents the, the person that we are on the inside, right? And so, one of the things that we could talk about when it comes to the continuum here—that this is this continuum of um, of uh, you know growth and development—is we're, is we're looking at going from you know the un- un- unconsidered sort of default life uh, that we just uh, find our way through, to the deliberate one, to the one where we're making choices about the things that we want to bring into our life, the things that are potential to uh, leave us feeling the happiest. And, and part of what it requires in order to take this type of, of this make this type of choice, is Courage. Um, we need to have the the courage to move in this direction because it's not always easy. Because sometimes we need to confront things along the way um, in order to open our um, our lives up. And uh, and so the second component of this of this list that I've made is courage. Right. So the courage is the ability to persist right and move forward and you know the the uh, a quote that really captures this is courage is the fear with fear but rather the assessment that something else is more important than the fear and that was roosevelt so courage is not the absence of fear but rather the assessment that something else is more important than the fear so so in order to like really have access to our courage, uh, we need to know what's important to us and why it's important, and so we can stand up and move towards and make choices and at times even get angry or you know um, you know anguished or whatever. We can have all of these these experiences happen and um and and we can keep keep persisting in the direction of where we want to go, because we know why we know what this is all about. it's not without meaning. right So that courage and passion they overlap with each other, where the passion is you know kind of figuring out. What it is that you love and doing it more often, well, that's going to factor into being able to be courageous. The more that you know what's important to you, the you know, the more that you know why it's important to you, the easier it is to stay on track. Um, whether it's, you know, making a decision to create a life that allows you to do something that you love. Or, you know, making sure that um, you, you know, spend enough time with your family rather than get consumed with work. So, as we start to develop our uh, our ability to persist, even if we feel afraid or we feel challenged or, or lost... Um, we start to see the rewards of that. We start to see the rewards of, of our efforts and our time put in. So, our my next category here is about uh, kindness. So, kindness is really important. Um, as As a tool in life um for for multiple different reasons, one we can say that often it feels good, although sometimes you know we're challenged to be kind in a situation where it's not um easy to do so but um but nonetheless we um are uh our, our kindness is is something that sweetens the pot a little bit. So this is learning to be good to others, learning to be good to yourself. Right. So learn to be good to others and learn to be good to yourself. And when you learn to be good to others, that is, um, you know, it, it's a it's a whole journey there. Um, as we grow from a place where um, we kind of have that um self centered um uh, awareness or consciousness, and then we we switch from that and we start to um, expand beyond it, and as we expand beyond it, we can see the merit of not just being in it for ourselves but also um supporting uh, another um another person, facilitating their whole experience. So there is, um, you know, as far as a lot of times, people will focus on their, um, their kindness towards other people and forget about themselves. And forget what it means to be as good to yourself as possible. This is where kindness starts to overlap with self love and self care. And, um, it is a way to be, um, supportive and honoring of who we are. Right? That we don't need to come at it from a place of being judgmental. Um, that we can, um, that we can look at ourselves and give ourselves some basic human kindness as we are kind of moving on our path. An easy way to activate this sense of kindness is to go out of our way to do something especially nice, either for ourselves or for a stranger on a regular basis. It, it activates this muscle. It makes us aware of the fact that we, um, you know, it makes us aware of the fact that we, uh, need this. Uh, Kindness. It makes us aware of how good it feels to be kind. And then it has such a positive effect on our environment that it is difficult to, mm, it's difficult to overlook that. And that's a good thing. So, kindness is a way for us to be able to be more, um, uh, be softer, be more supportive. Remember to look at the frailty, um, and the challenge that everyone faces. That, you know, sometimes doing these, these basic things like, you know, finding our passions or or doing something that we love can be filled with a lot of emotional turmoil. The fourth thing that is on my list is gratitude. So also kind of a softening agent. Right. So in gratitude, we pay attention to all the wonderful things that are a part of our lives, both large and small. And we can thank people for what they bring to our life. And then eventually, we can learn to find gratitude even for the things and people that are difficult. Okay. So with gratitude, pay attention to all the wonderful things that are a part of your life, both large and small the just it's difficult to um know our passion or know our courage um if we have not taken a moment to be grateful um and and vice versa and that can sometimes be the trick in all of this and when we're first learning some of these fundamental components, one of the tricks can be. How do I get started? Because as soon as I turn the wheel a little bit in one direction with one of these uh uh areas, then I need to jump over and start in another area as well so that's why an intensive program, um like my life work program or something that allows you to kind of like like get things moving a little bit faster can be so so beneficial. So with gratitude, it's it taking a moment and pausing and seeing what is there. And what you might notice at first is that you're better at seeing what's not there. You're better at assessing um, the problems than seeing the benefits. Um, it's easier to find the one thing that's wrong than it is, you know, even the many things that are right. Because if only one thing is wrong, then many things are right. And that is a way of perceiving that uh gets in our way over and over again. And because of that, um, we... Because of that, we need um, to practice gratitude. Gratitude is what helps us uh, remember. It's just it's like stop and remember what's working, what's right, what's good. And as we start to develop that, we notice more and more what's right and good about what's going on around us. And all of that can be used to make ourselves happier, make our lives better. And then finally, one of the things that in the gratitude uh, area that we that we do um, is we learn to find the gratitude um, even for the people and situations that are difficult. Now, a lot of people try to do this before they're actually really ready to do this, um, and there's nothing wrong with with trying. Um, but it's important to remember that you can't use um a positive way of being to just sort of cover up um some deeper rooted negativities it's a whole process of transformation okay right? it's like if you if you bring a, a a rose in the room it does not necessarily you know Get and you know cover up the the smell of the dog crap. So you you want to um, make an effort always to be more grateful, and especially in difficult situations, to find you know the the silver lining. But it's important to acknowledge all your emotions as well, and to not try to just put a nice face on a difficult situation. Because so that's part of the um, that's part of the growth process. And over time you actually learn how to be truly grateful. Okay. So you learn how to be truly grateful. Even for the things that are difficult. So that was passion, courage, kindness, and gratitude. Passion, courage, kindness, and gratitude. So those are four kind of fundamentals to being able to create that that optimal, that I, ideal, that um, that that happy life. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. About that quote-unquote ideal life um, when I come back from uh, this commercial break. And so I'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
1: Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.ksiner.com.
0: This is Dr. Kate Seiner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about the foundational components of a really amazing life. And just before the break, I was talking about passion, courage, kindness, gratitude. And then I made a comment about how um, the ideal life. And I think that, you know, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I started to think, wow, this is a very important thing to talk about. Because when we go through our life looking for the ideal life right um looking for things to be perfect for people to always be nice all the time for us to always think or say or do the right things for you know that that sense of like perfection um we we run we <laughs> we run off the track right so it's 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 we're working for ourselves we're working on developing ourselves we're moving ourselves forward in our lives but at the point that we become sort of obsessed with this ideal life an ideal outcome we actually need to let go right we need to we need to let go of um, what it is uh that we're kind of obsessed about that we're hyper-focused on because it's gone past the point of usefulness. Now, instead of it being a guiding light, it's um, a bit of an obsession, and we can't have that same sense of well-being with that sense of obsession. So it's a good thing to remember that the ideal life is, you know, maybe what gets us started, maybe just being happier, You know, feeling a little bit better from day to day might be what gets us started. And then, um, you know, part of the process is just accepting the um, inconsistencies and the problems that are a part of life and a part of ourselves. When we're able to accept that, that actually deepens our ability to work with all of these things. And it also... um, it deepens our ability to work with all these things, and it also uh, strengthens our um, the impact that they have in our life. So that's 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 a good thing to keep in mind. So another thing that I have on my list for things that really make uh, uh make the difference in people's lives. Um, is contemplation. It's very hard to do development work if we don't stop and play. Sorry, if we don't stop and contemplate. Play is another one of them that I'll be talking about. But if we don't take a few moments to kind of sit quietly and reflect on what's going on in our life. Um, if we don't uh, take a moment to keep a journal and draw a picture, take a photo, um, you know, read something that has significance to us, some way to deepen our on rolling by. And equally we can become more contemplative when it comes to all things into our, in our environment we can listen fully to what someone is saying you know we can really take it in we can really take in you know all sorts of things in our environment learn to be contemplative when we're looking outside or we're spending time with a, a, you know, a loved one or if we're just spending time with ourselves, We can kind of get to that place of of uh, quiet reflection. And, you know, one of the ways to look at it is that we live in a world where we are, you know, overstimulated all the time and where we're pushed at this very, very rapid um, pace. And and if we don't interrupt that, that constant stimulation and that constant pace, then uh, it, it sort of swallows us. It limits our ability to be perceptive. Um, because we're we're just caught up in it, so throughout time, contemplation has been used to get that additional perspective, and when we don't bring it into our life when we when we just persist or keep going, life can start to seem very flat, it can also start to seem like it is moving at lightning speed, Um, or that it's just another day, just another day. so contemplation winds up being that very important uh tool that we bring to the table to help support us another important one is our um is our ability to forgive and i always like to put forgiveness and acceptance together I think that they're they're very, they're really important that they come together. So for forgiveness, uh, you want to make a list of um, everyone in your life that you have unresolved issues with. And then find a way to resolve it. Within yourself and if possible with them. You want to forgive yourself and you want to make a practice of forgiving others as quickly as possible. Okay. So what are, who are the people, what are the situations that you've been carrying around with you that you have been unwilling or unable to forgive? Either them or you. And by doing that inventory and, you know, kind of recognizing that uh, that carrying uh, a burden or a hurt from the past is a really um, unhealthy and unhelpful thing to do. And it's important not to move into a place of judgment. You know, if you're carrying something away that you've been hurt really badly, uh, just because it's hurtful or harmful doesn't mean that it's not necessary. Sometimes we need to carry something for a while before we're, we're truly ready to put it down. But, you know, the sooner that we can put it down, the sooner that we can recognize that, um, the sooner that we can recognize that what we're carrying uh, is, you know, causing us harm, stopping us from being able to advance, the better. And one of the easiest ways to move into forgiveness is to have a deep connection to humanity, our humanity, each person's humanity, that as hard as we try, that we are still limited. And that no matter how far we get in our own development and ability, we're going to still be limited. And so when we look out there at other people, we can alter our um, expectations. We can alter our expectations of of what they can and can't do. And that does not mean that um, we let someone... Uh, do something really horrible simply because of their humanity. It just means that we're willing, you know, to accept and forgive them when they stumble or make a mistake. So that willingness to forgive comes out of that sense that we're all, you know, limited, that we all have things that we need to figure out and that we're all going to make mistakes from time to time. And in the final category that I have here, um, as far as these components of of personal development of of really helping us become stronger, better, healthier people. Um, The other component is um, play. To create time and space where we can laugh, where we can engage in something without it needing to have any kind of purpose and meaning. um because without play we we live very imbalanced lives and and so figuring out how we personally incorporate play into our lives is a very important thing. So where is there play in your life now? When do you get to play? And has it been that your life has turned into sort of an kind of an endless run at getting things done? So without incorporating, we wind up having that stale life or even doing all of these things, but winding up feeling a little unhappy, a little overly structured. uh, You know, it might turn us into someone who's very righteous. Because we haven't given ourselves to the space to let our hair down. So in order to kind of go through, you know, look at these fundamental components in order to really bring about this kind of, of change that we want to see in our life, Then, um, you know, we need to kind of touch in on each one of these areas. Right? And we can do little things. Just uh, If we just make a tweak and add one little way that we practice gratitude or kindness or add some contemplation into our lives, it will make a world of difference in um, how we're feeling. So there's small changes that really help quite a bit in, you know, up-leveling who we are and creating, you know, those feelings and and ways of being that uh, we aspire to. So some of the things that we can make a point of doing, um, you know, in order to bring these things into our lives is for example uh you know with kindness i was saying go out of your go out of your way every day to do something nice for a stranger okay. um and gratitude can be stop once a day and uh see the things that you feel gratitude or note things that you feel gratitude towards And uh keep a journal to have some time for contemplation. Make that list of everyone in your life that you feel unresolved with, right? And and take action on a regular basis to resolve those things. And you can also... Um, You know, look at the ways that you can bring more play into your life. So what's something that is just so enjoyable for you to do? All of those things are going to help overall in bringing this into your life. They're just tiny changes. That could, I mean, everything that I listed could take up 30 minutes in a day. And you start to see this really, you know, rapid transformation of your life. So, one of the things that comes up for people when they start looking at this this kind of stuff is um, you know ways to become more conscious ways to create a better life um, is you know there's there's a few different kind of gates to pass pass through um, you know the first one is really apathy it's moving us from that place where we've convinced ourselves that everything is okay and that um, we, we can keep going. We don't need to make changes. We can keep going the way that we we, we have. So breaking out of that apathy in that um, it is the first It's kind of the first step in moving along and and kind of bringing in these components in a way that's really helpful. Um, After we we get out of the apathy um, and we start to explore and look at options, you know, that next part of the process is when we're dealing with lots of information. Right? This is where, where we're new to the information, whatever it is, whether it's a part of our life or it's the all personal development in general. So, when we, when we recognize that, uh, you know, we want to do something and then we head out there, we're bombarded by a million different ways to do it. Right? and And, in that sort of onslaught of of information, or you know for some people, it actually feels like they really want information, they can't just find it, they can't find the right information um, but at that point in time a uh, a really important thing to do is to begin um connecting in at a deeper level, to start to feel the right direction to go in. Um, because that learning to attune ourselves to feeling the right direction to go in is, is very helpful. Um, it, it allows us to navigate the sea of material uh, without getting too overwhelmed. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about this process that happens as we start to try and, um, you know, improve our lives. So I'll, I'll say some more about that when I get back after this commercial break.
1: Educator Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. but The question is how? Dr. Kate Seiner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesiner.com.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Kate Seiner, and this is Real Answers, and today we've been talking about the fundamental components of creating that, you know, optimal life, uh, the life that many people who have started down the road of personal development have been looking for over time. So, and right before we went on the break, I talked about how uh, there are these, these its it's a process. There's a process. That we are in, that um, as we, we start to engage in personal development work, and it's not just about doing these different activities; it's also about going through the transformational process. Um, that uh, it, as we apply these different skills, and that transformational process um, helps us um you know kind of open up to to new ways of being new states of being so um i was saying that the first thing is to pull ourselves out of apathy right we're to pull ourselves out of apathy because that's the place where everything is just okay where change doesn't need to be realized And then once we're out of that and we've kind of increased the sense of, you know, urgency and need to get things done, then we're looking at um, uh, finding a way to connect with our feelings so we can start to navigate what we're doing from our healthy feeling place. And usually, what happens is people start to try and connect to their feelings, they start to get confused between um you know their thoughts and their neurotic emotions and I use that neurotic emotions really um deliberately to get people to be able to separate uh real informative emotion from those uh kind of Habitual emotions that, that we might be, um, e- expressing or feeling. Because when people feel that they can't trust their, their feelings, it's a lot of times because they're caught in that, um, that kind of neurotic emotional state. So there's thoughts and then there's, um, emotion, right? We have our healthier, you know, emotions that are more informative to us or neurotic emotions that are less. And then we have kind of the synthesis of it or outside of it, which starts to move us towards our, our core, a deeper sense of who it is that we are. And, you know, by making contact with our core, that opens up a whole bunch of um, opportunities for us. When we're connected with our core, we can live our life in a much deeper and more profound way. Um, And we can take care of ourselves in a much deeper and more profound way. So this connection to the core is then what simultaneously gives us a sense of well-being and helps us continue to generate a sense of well-being in our life. So, um, you know, getting to that, getting to that um, living from the core It's kind of like the completion of the descent. You know, we're we're going from the, you know, kind of this frozen place to starting to go with, you know, where we find, like, feeling our way, which a lot has to do with paying attention to where our joy is, where energy is, that kind of thing. And as we start to feel our way, we come up against you know, our thoughts and our, you know, healthy and unhealthy emotions. And as we begin to work with them uh, and and get a sense of how we're blocking ourselves from descending into that deeper core truth, um, then we are able to start living more completely from our core. And as we do that, we've sort of set the ground for moving, you know, having a conscious life. And we then become more aware and interested in what is going on around us. So, when we're connected to our core, that's when we're more able to uh engage in relationship, relationships that are really satisfying on all levels. And it's our connection to our core that we ultimately bring through our work to give ourselves a... Um, a sense of purpose and meaning. So let me give that to you um, one more time. Right? So uh, as we pursue this personal development route, as we start to add in these things that will really help us along the way, you know, the first thing that we do is we wake up from our kind of frozen state, our, our apathetic state where everything is okay. Frequently, we wind up being woken out of that by some kind of painful event. Um, but sometimes just being in that state becomes painful. As we set off on the path and get you know, inundated with information, um, about growth and development and, you know, good ways of being and all of that kind of stuff, um, it, it can become a little overwhelming. You don't quite know what to do. And the first thing to do is to go with our most basic ability to feel our way towards what is good and right for us. And that just comes with pleasure and energy. We start to pay attention to pleasure and energy. And that starts to move us in the direction um, that we need to go. We, we still don't have a lot of awareness at that point in time, but we're navigating from uh, a slightly deeper place. We're not just on autopilot. And as we move into that feeling place, Where we're looking at, you know, what is it that you know brings me pleasure, and and where do I find my energy? Um, We begin to work with our thoughts and uh, neurotic emotions and healthy emotions. Right? There's other ways to put that. Well, you could also say that we're working with our defenses um you know because those thoughts and those neurotic emotions and stuff like that are our defenses so we start looking at what's there what is kind of um uh blocking us and this process brings us into closer connection with who we are our core Where when we're feeling our way, you could say that, you know, there's, like, the core. We're, like, finding, like, little bits of the core that are on the surface that we can start to to work with. But as we move down deeper, we get further and further into, um, you know, kind of connecting with the core of who we are. And then from there... As we start to, once we start to get connected to that core, then we're looking at how do we then bring that back out into the world? How do we bring that back out into the world? And, you know, how do we live that core in the world? Right? Because, uh, you know, what does that look like in our relationships? What does that look like in our work? It's one thing to feel it, but how does it become manifest in the world around us? And as we start to to do that, to live it in the world around us, um, it it is it deepens each one of these areas that we can pay attention to. Right, So let's just take one before I wrap up for the day. Courage. Know what's important to you, why it's important to you. Okay, so with courage, if I am connected to my core in a really deep and profound way, I know what's important to me in a really deep and profound way. If I uh, If I'm not as connected, I might have just a, a more vague sense. Of what it is that um, is important to me, and both of those are good, but when I know at this really deep level what's important to me, what I'm all about, you know, why you know why this is so significant to me, then that puts me in a completely different category. That puts me in a category where I am able to use that information at a much deeper, deeper level. So um, I need to wrap up. I'm going to talk some more about that, that process of transformation. I'm going to talk some more about that in an upcoming show. But for now, I've got to go. I want to thank you so much for joining Real Answers. And I will uh, talk to you next week on Real Answers. Have a great week.
1: You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Seiner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.